0: So tell me again about that trend in that one day in two thousand three.
1: Don't do this to me. No, well,
0: who was involved in it? Well, it was a trend, so it doesn't it no. wasn't just one person. I was just thinking it about... It swept across the United States. <laughs> well, and did. you stood up and took State. notice. But now did you participate in it?
1: No, I did not participate. But I just remember that because we were talking about Christmas music and I just remember in like the Christmas of, you know. 03 or 04, you couldn't hear "Silent no, Night." No, no, no. you O'Holy said specifically Night, 2003. Okay,
0: 2003.
1: It was the winter of 2003, <laughs> and no one could just sing a Christmas song straight. They had to just be like, ah, you know, on every note of every word of every song.
0: Now there's some there's a there's a word for that style, and I heard Harry Connick Jr. That, that's the name. Yeah, I heard I heard him. <laughs> I, I junior stuck out of my Is he really a junior? But anyway, he was on one of these shows where he's judging other oh, talent. Yeah. yes. And I heard him talk, use that word. Um,
1: oh, I don't in,
0: know. In instructing people have to do the 2003 jitterbug yeah. with the Well, voice. and it's
1: nice when it's just sprinkled in, you know, just like a little cinnamon on your cocoa. But that's not how they were doing it in 2003. <laughs> every word, every <laughs> note
0: was a run. <laughs> Well, you know what, you, I, I will take it from you as you are an authority on it, because you do sing, and you sing in our concerts, and you sing beautifully, so.
1: Well, I was also, you know, um, I'm about to give my age away. I don't want to do that. Never mind.
0: Well, you're of this age. <laughs> <laughs> the age of Aquarius. The
1: age of Aquarius. There you are. I'm a Renaissance woman. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: So we're going to be in Dallas, Texas, in the area of Dallas, Texas, around November the 17th.
1: (laughs) If you dare,
0: and and come
1: see us.
0: Well, here's the thing. I mentioned on the last podcast that we're we're going to be there on November the 19th.
1: You kind of jumped the gun.
0: And the the tickets were going to be are or are on sale. On their website and I shouldn't have done any of that because I was, you know, cuz they're not on at yet. The I'm I'm the horse in the gate and I'm ready to run. I don't know, but I did that. And so I apologize because the the they're not on there yet, the tickets. And it's because we have now had a prior commitment to confirm in San Antonio on that date. So we can't in both places.
1: I hear everyone like. Can you just
0: tell us when it is? Well, I'm, I'm working up to that. It's not. It's not that easy. It could be. So, <laughs> well, I'm hope. I'm hoping at the end of the explanation there will be a lot of forgiveness.
1: I was going to say so, this is all because you feel bad. For...
0: <laughs> well, yes. And I'm going to keep talking until I feel good. Mm-hmm. So we're moving the date to November the seventeenth, tentatively. And as soon as we have the venue chosen. I am going to let you know through the podcast that, yes, this is the date, this is the place, and the tickets are now available.
1: And we will absolutely, the moment it launches, we will be texting um, everyone, and then we will also be emailing as an update, so you won't miss a thing.
0: You won't miss a thing. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that all of the preliminary? (laughs) Are are there any more notes here that you have?
1: No, not that I have, sir. That's it? We're rolling.
0: Well, what else is going on with you?
1: What else is going on? Um... I haven't been drinking coffee lately. This feels new.
0: I've noticed that. Why, does, why is my audio dropping in and out? Are you it's here? not
1: dropping in and out for me. I'm, I'm wondering if maybe... Oh,
0: you know what? It's my headphones. Hold on. Yeah. I think it is.
1: If it's not that, we'll take a deeper look.
0: Okay. I guess that fixed it. Okay. Well, let's move on here. I'm sure that...
1: Um... No one wants to hear about me not drinking coffee. Let's right. move on.
0: Well, I'm, I'm impressed. What are you, What's in that cup?
1: Earl Grey,
0: sir. Uh, pardon me. Mm-hmm. well let's uh let's see what do you want to talk about today
1: what do I want to talk about today are you serious well, well yeah well you know something a topic that already came up in uh, today's uh, conversations that I was having with someone else it, it was about um the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves and that other people tell us mm. and I think that's really interesting because I think a story is a little bit different than just our inner dialogue or even the mm-hmm. things that we're saying you know it's a an ingrained narrative that we say repetitiously to ourselves or that someone else has, has done it can be good or bad
0: and so the stories that we tell ourselves become vitally important to our success as a human being in this life living our best lives mm. and we if we believe the lie then we are cursing ourselves with less than we should less than we could be yes by becoming the thing that we have believed
1: and equally the counterpart is just as powerful if you can Create a very profound, impactful, mm. uh, sh- story of strength and tenacity and success for yourself, and this is a story that you're constantly telling yourself about yourself, um, how much even more powerful will that be?
0: Well, because our life is supposed to resemble that of all life, like the flower that is trying to attract more rain and more moisture, more sunshine, more fertile soil, so that it can continue to grow and flourish and become more of its true essence Mm -hmm. and nature. Yes. And so in order to attract favor... From this unbiased universe that we have all found ourselves immersed in, all human beings, it is, it is so important that we remain open-minded. Oh, yeah. Open-minded to all things being possible. And that just means being unbiased. It means being impartial and unprejudiced yes. toward self and toward other people. And so now you may be thinking, how do I do this? How am I going to remain unbiased? And you just don't know what kind of people I work with every day. You haven't met my extended family. You haven't met the neighbors, whatever that is. You don't know any of these people. You just don't know what kind of life I'm experiencing, Steve. Perhaps I don't, whoever you are. But I do know that if you are surrounded by a lot of people that are toxic, that are difficult to you, that speak into your life in ways that are condemning, that judge you, Um, it is because you are a judgmental person. Mm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be affected by those around you. If you are a non-judgmental person, then the judgments of others can't touch you, they're not received by you, and you wouldn't attract more of what you're negatively Um, Being affected by.
1: And for me, a huge part of this is always remembering that, you know, I don't have the monopoly on um, intense family relationships. I don't have the monopoly on, you know, weird stuff in my childhood. I mean, this, everybody has these things, these different, they're different for everyone, but at the same time, we all have things that we are mentally overcoming, moving beyond, leaving behind so that we can be everything that we want to be as kinetic believers. And uh, I mean. I don't want it to sound bad as if I'm saying I find solace that everyone else has a horrible past too, or something. I think we all know that.
0: We'll give you a pass, But, maybe. you
1: know, because that's obviously not a positive outlook. But I do think that the victim mentality can set in when you do feel as though you're the mm-hmm. only one. Sure. And so recognizing that is a big part of this as
0: well. Right. That goes back to the person, you don't understand. You don't know how bad yeah. I've had it. You it's don't like, know what kind of childhood I had and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Well, so is, is non-judgment even possible? is mm. and not i mean truly we talk about this all the time and and i can just hear people out there thinking that this what i, I believe you know i agree with you steve and megan I, I i i receive what you're saying but it just seems impossible to me i mean every time i go out the door i am afflicted by something someone a noise across the parking lot. Something, there's always something there that's calling my attention to say that's wrong or that's mm. bad. So is this? Is all this even possible, or should I just go on and and dial up something else? I'm
1: resisting the, the urge to like <laughs> raise my hand and jump up in my seat. Like, ooh, I think I think I know.
0: You, you have the answer as to a this. student of
1: kinetic belief.
0: Yeah. Are you? Do you have the teacher's handbook? I don't. It, but okay. I've been here a while. Well,
1: I've taken this grade (laughs) over and over. Right. Well,
0: okay, look, I was in the library yesterday. We both were locally here. Wonderful library, great facility, and we love being there. And I conveniently found a soundproof glass booth to do some writing in. And it's really funny. it's it's (laughs) It's about the size of a phone booth over in the corner of the library, and it's glassed in, and it's totally soundproof. And you get up there, and you're sitting high, and you just see all the the life in the library happening. But there was a young girl enjoying a book, and as she read the book, she walked around the room, circling around the room while holding, and I don't know how she was doing it. I don't think she ever looked up. She's looking into her book, walking, 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 walking around the room, circling around the room, passing by my phone booth circling around, passing by my booth, circling around again, passing by my booth, and every time she would walk by my booth, the, the, the weight of her walking would shake my booth, and it, was, it wasn't soundproof anymore. It would, it, it would go boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. She would go by every time she passed. Now, I tried not to judge her. Okay, but but as I focused on what I was trying not to judge, she aggravated me a little bit more with each lap that she took, and I'm trying to cast down the thing that just keeps coming back, and Mm. and, and is it possible to be non-judgmental? Yes, it is possible to practice being non-judgmental and to exercise non-critical thinking. So what is an example of being non-judgmental? Well, in this case, it's when I don't judge the behavior of this young girl circling around the library lap after lap, not taking her eyes off of her book, weaving in and out of those tables, and I remain open-minded about different people and their, their ideas, me allowing her to experience the library in her way is me being an example of someone who would be described as non-judgmental. Hmm.
1: Well, and it's interesting because we, what you just described is the, the key to success that you've told us many, many times, which is it's not about quitting the, the wrong thing, it's about replacing it with the
0: right thing. Hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we can't be
1: non judgmental, but we can be full of hmm. love You're right? instead.
0: And allowing I love that. it's an allowance. an allowance that maybe I should be. Out there walking in circles. Maybe With my she book. thinks
1: you're cuckoo for Maybe, sitting in a yeah, glass. So box. who's
0: to say who's who's right and who's wrong? So there <laughs> yes. I was me sitting in my glass booth without making judgments, especially those based upon my own personal opinions. Is a person who may now rise to the pinnacle of being non-judgmental, even if it's just for a moment or two. Mm. Now maybe it's not going to be continuous yet because I'm practicing, I'm working on something, but I'm going to attempt to do this just to rise to that occasion, even if just for a moment.
1: Well, and this uh, dovetails perfectly with a scripture that you brought to our attention not that long ago, and it, it basically said if you're um, you know, faithful or responsible, doing well in the small things, then that translates to the large picture, and you'll be faithful and responsible in the big things. And so it may feel small, but it's so not.
0: And it may not feel small. Maybe it feels like you're trying to swallow a grapefruit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that, was it, <laughs> was it that it? It's going to bad? take
0: some work, but, <laughs> but you keep working at it.
1: Yes. And maybe, yes. You, maybe
0: you're going to have to dislocate your jaw to get it down. But you work at it, and you, you put pressure on this mindfulness to be nonjudgmental.
1: And so I want to know why. Why do we need to bother? Why bother being non-judgmental when when someone is irritating us or we feel that little that little twinge inside of uh, us of what are they doing? Why does it even matter?
0: The reward is 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 marvelous. The being on the other side of being non-judgmental is a fantastic pursuit because, but the challenges though are so worth uh, taking upon yourself and saying you know what I'm going to I'm going to win at this and. And let me, I'm going to work up to the answer here. Okay. I can't, I can't make do it in one sentence. can I
1: just say, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to need a reason.
0: <laughs> I see that. Under <laughs> oh, the pressure. I don't know if it's the, my, my coffee or the pressure, but it's getting hot in here. Look, <laughs> the mind which works first from the lower self is a judging machine. Mm. it just it's it's in gear it's ready it's like okay finish doing your makeup comb your hair let's get out of here because I I'm I'm ready to do my job I got some judging to do today let's go (laughs) and and let me tell you it's finely tuned to judge life as you would choose to believe it Mm. as you've already made the choice to believe it the default of your choice everything that we experience is filtered it's all categorized already and, and dealt with in some um, automatic judgmental way. Some things we judge as good, and when we say, that's good, I, we're, what we're doing is we're saying, I want that because it's good. I, I need that. I want to have that. I've judged it as being a good thing. So we want more of it, and we try to cling to the good that we believe we have already. If we don't have it, I want that to cling to to call my own. Mm. Other things that we judge as bad, we want to hide those things away. We want to resist those things, and we want to run away from the people and the things that we judge as being bad. And the only thing that's now left, if it's not good and we haven't called it bad, are the, the, the people and things that we've judged as just neutral. So, for the most part, we just ignore them and all of those neutral things entirely. And so, left unchecked, when we're on autopilot, leaving the navigation of life up to the ego, the judgmental, judging machine of the mind, the mind just simply judges every experience as either good, bad, or neutral. Now, in the same way that no thing is to be considered in of itself as neither good or bad. There's nothing inherently wrong with those judgments. It's just that the nature of the mind to judge, and with the nature comes the consequences of allowing our lower selves to regulate our lives, and that's why we shouldn't judge. Our lives are being um, put on a course determined by the lower self, which then manifests and materializes into a lower life.
1: Each kind of judgment that you just described, it's really... Easy the way you described it, it's really easy to see how each type of judgment will in a sense dam up your life. And Mm -hmm. for different reasons, but with the same result. Mm -hmm. I mean, because even Mm -hmm. judging something is good, like you were saying, it makes you want to cling to it, it makes you become stagnant. That's right. Um, and then the neutrality, I mean, he wants to be neutral like get on get on one side or the other goodness gracious and you, then we, the, miss the so we miss so much
0: we miss so much of life when we judge something and we're just neutral to it it could be the very thing that is coming for us yeah and if, like you said if it's good then we embrace that and we end up in a round robin way of life wow i'm comfortable i like my chair i like my couch don't think about getting rid of it i like the television i like my three channels my football and i like my spaghetti <laughs> get a, get away from me it's, it's and that's now my life it it's good, but in that it's good and I've embraced it, I'm missing the fullness of life.
1: It almost sounds like uh, judgments are a way of sort of planting your flag in a very real space and you you are bound to get stuck there. You're guaranteed to get stuck for one reason or another. Frankly, the the reason really doesn't matter. Um, Being stuck in any Place is and it's the antithesis of kinetic belief. I mean kinetic that the word alone it's progress 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 go 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 and um, You know as kinetic believers when we get something really marvelous and good in our life We accept it. We receive it. We cherish it But we also hold it with open arms knowing there's more coming tomorrow and the next day and the next day And
0: what do you mean by stuck?
1: What do I mean, my stuck? Um, I think, I just think of the word stagnant and what you just described, that round-robin way of life where, you know, it's been a while since something new was tried. You know, if you don't have, you're not experiencing any positive pressure points, uh, you, you haven't been out of your comfort zone in a while.
0: So a stagnant, stuck flower, a stagnant tree, a stuck, <laughs> anything else that's supposed to be living... A flower if it could choose the soil that it grew to be four inches in and it would say that that soil is good i don't want any other soil ever leave me alone i like the rain that i've had the sunlight that i've had this position that i'm in then it becomes stagnant and even mm. diminishes to a certain death
1: well that's that's profound isn't it that's really i feel like you're telling us that to, to say that you're stagnant or to believe that you're neutral is a lie and truly that is death. That you're 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 going in the direction of decay mm. and the the default that we always talk about.
0: So what do we do? As kinetic believers, we learn to meditate and do it in a fashion that is judging our lives from the highest viewpoint of our expectations. Highest viewpoints can change. And so we're judging that from a high perspective. Mm-hmm. And these kind of judgments can lead us to understand the things that bring us up and bring us up some more and continue to rise. we continue to rise. It gives us energy, and it fills us with the purpose of delighting in the experiences of life. Mm-hmm. Higher self-judgments like this can help us to understand what doesn't resonate with us, and what it is that leaves us feeling drained of mm-hmm. and exhausted of our <laughs> virtue of higher consciousness, drained of wisdom. And, but when, it, when left unchecked, without that enlightenment, you see, the judgmental mind is, is exhausting. It's controlling. And that circling reading girl was about to wear me out until I ascended above my lower <laughs> self to allow her to be as she would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it takes significant meditative energy, Meg, to evaluate every experience that we encounter. You know, we want, we do this mindlessly, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't because it is so important to our best life. There's always something to be done about whatever it is that we are um, regarding from the viewpoint of our higher self.
1: It almost feels like you're describing different uh, entry points to access the experience of life. And so, for example, if we are entering through the portal of the lower self judgments, there's just no way that we can be sensitive to the higher self, The judgments of our life that you're describing. I I just think it's interesting. You can only do one or the other. There are no fences to ride here. And so if you're participating in one, you're missing out on the opportunities of this other way of living.
0: Absolutely. It's, you know, if you're participating in the lower self, you are throwing a saddle over that judgmental machine, You're climbing up on its back, and you're putting spurs into the side of it, and you're saying, okay, throw open the gate, because I'm ready to go and ride this day. Mm -hmm. And this judgmental machine is going to kick and buck and kick and buck, and I'm going to be thrown all over the place, (laughs) and at the end of the day, I'm going to be exhausted. Because I chose to mindlessly ride this thing with an anticipatory anxiety of having another day of this is wrong, that's wrong, that's good, this is bad, that's wrong, and this is good. And I come home exhausted at <laughs> and the our, end and, of the day. And our
1: ego's like, yeehaw, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah did, you see, did you see me ride today? Right. I, let me tell you, I gave them a piece of my mind while oh, I was down man. there. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Mm. But, you know, the, the kinetic belief life is free from inherent behaviors that are these kind of knee-jerk reactions that are lacking in the pursuit of the higher kinetic beliefs. In other words, if one finds themselves chasing after the good, flee from the bad, and ignoring the neutral, then you're most likely unaware that your intuitional judgments are influencing your behavior. And you're most likely just along for the ride, on that bronco of victimhood. In high school, I was in a play called The Puppet Master, and
1: uh, sounds fun. Oh, it was so much fun. Did people have strings? Well, there was
0: imaginative imaginative strings, imaginary strings. But I was a marionette that came alive after the master was gone. the lights had dimmed. The house was asleep. (laughs) and I was on the shelf, and I I found life in my wooden limbs. (laughs) I was alive, and one arm would go up, and the other arm would go up, and I was free to play, and I was free to play without a puppet master. I was free to move and free to be, free to experience life without any of those strings attached. And, you know, just like a marionette reacting to a puppeteer, pulling on their strings and in a sense pushing their buttons human beings become enslaved and become trapped by their conditioned judgments and and their reactions wow we become enslaved to those judgments it doesn't matter if they're good or bad or neutral mm-hmm. kinetic belief is the only alternative to the vicious cycle of those pre-forms, pre-judgments, and it exists in the realm of the wisdom of non-judgment. Non-judgment simply means letting go of the automatic judgments, right? And most, most of which have become habitual and just appear in the mind. You don't even know where they come from. You don't even know how they got in there. Yeah. But here it is again, and it's been welcomed before and even had a great conversation with you before, so it's back for some more company and tea and it's appearing there and it's preformed with all those past conversations and internalized dialogue and the things that you're allowing yourself to chew on and talk about you know if we could see those in print you'd recognize that you've had this same inner dialogue with yourself hmm. repeatedly probably the same time every year having that same dialogue and about those same past experiences
1: when specifically um when we are Judging someone else in a, in a negative way, how are those judgments um, springing back on us? Does that even happen? I want to know well, the connection. there. Yeah, that's
0: the attra- that's the law of attraction. That is that is the universal law of kinetic belief at work, because you're putting an, an exerting an energetic. Um, entanglement with particle attraction, with those things that you are articulating and believing and imagining to be true and learning the language of. You see, all of those same modalities for positive kinetic belief also works for the negative kinetic belief. And when we line those up and implement those modalities, we're creating the life that we are going to experience. You're going to attract negative judgments into your life. You will attract... Whatever it is that you've been meditating on, dwelling upon with an expectation, you think, everybody, you think everybody sucks, well, guess what? You're going to have a lot of people showing up in your life that do just that, that bring harm, that will steal from you. That condemn and judge and do all the things that you've been judging them about because it it becomes us. And that's why it is so vital that we journal our highest viewpoints and expectations for things as we call them to be and desire them to be rather than we judge them to be in, in the, wow. the lower self.
1: You know, we did that podcast where you demonstrated and you told us how when you focus on something, on anything, whether it's positive or negative, it's going to come through to the universe as a desire. And I feel like we could add judgment to that list. Hmm. So if, if it's a judgment or a focus, the universe reads that as desire. Mm-hmm. You want it. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is, uh, right. that can get you in trouble.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it really, really and, quick. And keep you there. <laughs>
1: yeah. But it, it can also set you free. Um, you know, like you're saying, I think I have to say the, the definition of judgment and how different it becomes, whether it's attached to the lower self or the higher self is is really fascinating because the posturing of those judgments are total opposites. The way that, for example, I just want to go back to how you, you, know, you talked about uh, exerting judgments from the higher self. And I want to understand that more because... We wouldn't want to get caught in the trap of like, oh, don't worry, it's a higher self judgment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's just the new excuse, right, to right. say whatever we want. But, but you were yeah. describing an right. openness, mm-hmm. um, a flow that's coming through that. And I mean, what's another word that you would use specifically for the higher self judgment?
0: The higher self, the higher wisdom judgment can look at everything and with a blanket statement, lift it up. And so there's not ever going to be a negative judgment that comes from higher wisdom, higher consciousness, and we are redeveloping the world in the way that it should be, Mm -hmm. and according to our own personal articles of faith, and when we align ourselves, the imagination, desires, the words we speak, our gratitude, and our actions are all in alignment from that higher self with those higher expectations those higher judgments we are actually working on something and we're beginning to manifest and transform our life you can't get out of the business of judgments but what we what we can do is to take that innate ability to judge things as we would have them to be and to to appropriate that from our higher self, so that we are transforming our very circumstances mm. to become greater You're and really, bigger and better and yes, more vibrant.
1: Yes, and we're, it's like we're really adding almost like a lens of of unconditional love, yeah. and it fixes everything. The kaleidoscope of yeah. life makes the me think about life. you know playing for all those weddings growing up, and they would always say the same scripture from the front of the wedding and you know what is love what is love but they had some good points in there you know I mean, absolutely love doesn't judge and it it, it thinks the best mm-hmm. and um, it's just all of these things that you're talking about
0: well but you know like with most things this just we, we have to begin with baby steps yeah I've been doing this for so long and I'm in the library yesterday going okay let me tie my little white chalky shoes and Get these little baby shoes on tight because I obviously need to take some more baby steps here. And <laughs> casting like, down the,
1: <laughs> you come out. You are like, am I Meg? Am I shorter?
0: <laughs> are you looking down on me now? I,
1: I feel shorter <laughs> because I am casting. Well,
0: I am casting down the judging ego again. This yeah. is something. We, it's a way of life, yes. and we continue to stir this up. You don't graduate from this. And so, <laughs> right. and, and you really don't. when we cast down the judging ego, yeah. even if just for a moment, you can feel it. You can feel it begin to rise up in you. That that sense of, you'll sense it immediately and the weight just lifts from your shoulders and you begin to mindfully practice non-judgment. And now all of a sudden there's no longer anything to be done about the present moment. There's no longer anything that I need to do. I can stop counting reading girls laps around the library once and for all, it's done. And so there was no grasping for more. No thoughts of, how should I ma- manipulate change to how reading girl was reading? Who do I oh, need to go and tell? Cut, I cut need to, to go and, you know,
1: tripping people in the library. <laughs> where is, it doesn't end well. Where's
0: the librarian with a whistle? I mean, when there's, <laughs> because there's no resisting of what was there. Once I elevated myself, mm-hmm. resistance fell away. I have a question. And, 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 and no longer, well, ignoring... Mm-hmm. Ignoring of life's wonderful magical experience of expanding to become through the awareness of the present moment came back because while I was paying attention to this, Mm -hmm. to the reading girl, the magic of the moment was gone. My present tense self Mm. experiencing the wonderment of life was gone. It
1: undermined that. Right. Um, So just curious in the moment, because you do, when you have those thoughts. Those lines of thought, they're very real you know, lines that run, run through our minds. Um, what did you think or say to disrupt that, to move beyond it in that moment? I
0: allowed it. I allowed her to be. And I, I was grateful for the alternate expression of, of what it means to be in the library. Rather than having a sense of this is the way because it's my way and wanting to manipulate that on my environment, I let that go. And I I postured myself to receive the diversity of life, the diversity Mm. of humanity, Mm. and then received her mannerism as just that. And then in the celebration of the diversity of life came peace from within, joy welled up, optimistic happiness found its place again, and I became alive in the moment. Kinetic believers are experiencing their highest viewpoints as they come to them. And people appear, and more of your garden of splendor shows up when a person no longer believes they need to react to the experiences around them. When I don't need to react to things around me, look, I'm able to open up to receive the peace and the joy and the optimistic happiness, the health, the health that's growing in place of sickness the abundance of all things that's in me now i can experience that completely resting in the mindful presence of more than enough more than enough flowing to me through me and out of me now
1: can we unpack the judgment topic just a little bit more because i do as we're diving deeper into this topic today i'm finding myself extremely curious and even fascinated about you know, why is this the default? You know, why is this something that we seem to childishly always revert back to? Um, Why is it such a drug to the ego to point at someone and go, ew, I don't like what they're doing. Something as simple as that, all of a sudden is this extremely profound narrative about humankind.
0: It's because we were created, Meg, all of us were created with dominion, which means that we have the ability to manipulate. We have the ability to control. Non judgments mean, that just means that I don't have to do something about every experience. I, it's not a call to action if I'm not in judgment. Anyone can simply be present to it while not being present in it. And as a KB, simply being a KB, you awaken to the reality that the present moment is as whole as it is. And I don't need to do anything or go anywhere to experience that. Mm. I'm in the present moment. I just, uh, uh, it just means that I have awakened to the reality that the present moment is as it is. And I just have to be. And when I be, therefore I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like that affirmation.
1: Today's affirmations. I be, therefore I be. I am. Yes. So, so do you do you see judgments, lower self judgments, as a faux, cheap, instant gratification alternative when we are not working out our kinetic belief and appropriately controlling our environment
0: and our lives yeah you're, you're replacing doing something with doing something yeah doing something negative to not do something positive you can judge something and that becomes you and so there's a sense of gratification there's a sense of entertainment like I have accomplished something by telling you that that person over there is inferior to you is wow. inferior to me that's a bad person look how they walk look how they talk look at how that person dresses that just aggravates me. And through the process of all that, all that negative judgment, it's becoming wow. it's becoming me. And in the sense that it's lower than my self sense of self. And so that elevates me. Now I'm exhausted because I've been so busy today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm worn out.
0: <laughs> Where's the time clock? I'm going hard. home.
1: Well, and you know, you know me, I mean, I love a good red flag. I love being shown red flags about myself, where I can say, if I'm doing this, you know, alarm bells can go off, my head starts spinning around, everything screeches to a halt. I say, whoa, I'm in the lower self. And so this is exciting. And like many other things that you walk us through that are part of the lower self, this is a big one. And so how exciting that if you sense yourself and, and becoming attuned to that, that's exciting too. Getting to the place where when the judgmental thought even crosses the path of our mind, we're instantly activated to connect with the higher self instantly. And, and we nip it so quickly because it's a red flag that the ego, that the lower self is trying to grow, trying to stick its head up, trying to really infiltrate what we're doing in our, within our day, within the progress of the day.
0: The progress of the recipe of the day. This world is is festering and it's bubbling and boiling over with challenges and debate. Mm. It's it's changing from day to day and evolving toward a perfected state. But it's not there. And since it's not there, we don't walk out the door and expect everything to be flowers and and, and rainbows and unicorns and puppies. Puppies. Glitter. Glitter. Dolphins. Dolphin. <laughs> we, don't, oh, we
1: don't. We don't. Well, because that's not the
0: re, thats not the reality yes. of the world outside of our own expectations. Yes. And so that's
1: part of wisdom. Yes.
0: And and so we equip ourselves in this way. Allow that to be. Allow it because it's changing. So we allow that. We allow the the things around us. Listen. Non judgment isn't about stopping judgments from ever arising into mindfulness, because that's impossible. Okay, we, we don't want to deceive ourselves. That's not possible. Because it's the nature of my presence to define something. It's our nature. But it's what we do with that nature that makes the difference. Each one of us has a built-in flashcard mentality of recognition, a flashcard mentality of judgment. But instead of correlating with judgments, it's about changing our relationship to um, those defining moments, those flashes. And so initial judgments are, they're just temporary images, and you don't have to be carried away by them just because they come into your mind. They will come in there. In other words, you can't keep a bird from flying over your head. The judgments will come. You see them, you are aware of them, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. You don't have to exercise in a judgment. Mm-hmm. You don't linger with the thought. I allow the bird to fly, fly away. I allow the girl to walk, walk on. <laughs> so, so, you know, to look, to practice mindfulness is to rein in those judgments, to be able to smile at, at your situation. And just allow it to be, and be grateful for the diversity of it, even if it's noisy. Allow it to be. And if it's painfully noisy, just turn and go away, but allow it to be. Simply allowing the actual experience of others, of life, of other opinions, attracts this freeing and peaceful state of awareness.
1: Wow, that's beautiful.
0: So what's happening when we do all that? (laughs)
1: Dolphins, glitter, puppies.
0: <laughs> Those are your notes, well, aren't they?
1: And I have to say, something I really love, love about this is, um, you know, I, I love how when you allow things to be, you can also observe the judgment that was trying to take place. And it will tell you a lot mm-hmm. about yourself yeah. in your current state. <clears throat> For example, I don't think I've ever had a judgmental thought about someone's looks if I didn't have a current negative thought about my own. Mm -hmm. So I think that it can also reveal the things that we are dissatisfied with self, Mm -hmm. maybe the things that we are avoiding working on in our own lives. And so that's the beauty of this too. When you do the right thing, Oh, now I'm free to step back and observe self free of these judgments, free of self judgments. And I'm going to be told all these really intricate details about you know maybe maybe the things that subconsciously i was knowing but not consciously
0: Hmm. yeah and because you know the wisdom of non-judgment like this meg opens up a person to more of life's beauty Mm, opens you up to receive what's going on right now in the present moment rather than missing it how much of life have we missed because we spent it in judgment yeah while reading girl did her lapse once (laughs) i came up out of that lower state of judgment I enjoyed the yearnings of Colby Calais' music in my earbuds.
1: The yearnings.
0: Because until that moment, I couldn't tell you what she was singing about. I had no idea. Oh, my
1: goodness. I don't know if Colby Calais yearns. She's pretty bubbly. she was
0: yearning yesterday.
1: (laughs) She's pretty bubblegum. Now, she's dolphins and puppies and glitter, yes. No, that's what
0: she was yearning for. And so we both were in harmony. Now, I have a question.
1: Ooh, this is interesting. I'm so curious. Okay. So obviously we want to be free. We can't be we can't like you say, you know, judgments are going to pop into our heads. However, can we lessen that if we purpose to practice proactively thinking positive di- diverse, appreciative, grateful thoughts about people we're seeing at all times, you know, on a daily basis. You know, we're sort of like Does that work as sort of an antidote to
0: to this? It gets easier, but it takes training. It takes practice. This isn't. This is a way of life, and we got to keep stirring it up, and stirring it up, and and being prepared, preparing ourselves to go out the door and to be ready to meet Mm. to be um, surprised. Even you know you think you've okay. Guess what? Today I am ready for anybody that walks by reading a book shaking my chair every time they do their laps. I am prepared and ready.
1: So that's but then why... something
0: comes from behind <laughs> that I never expect. A plane is trying to land where I'm walking. I don't know, but there's something new that will always come. Yeah. This is a state of, this is being mindful being in our mindful. meditative practice to be nonjudgmental. Yeah, I'm going to run out of the way and let the plane land, but... But... <laughs> And whatnot. I don't know. I'm think I need to work on that one a little bit. Well, I was just
1: I was just thinking, you know, it'd be great to put a sign on the door that you leave your house through. Like a little reminder. You know? Hmm, Just just a heads up. Just a reminder. As you're flying out the door with your keys and your coffee and your bag and you got all this stuff with you. Take two seconds and like you're saying, prepare your mind. Become mindful.
0: The first thing I did when I got home last night is I wrote in my my journal that you know to be to, to expect the unexpected in the library, and that and to I love the the profound. Isn't impact. that amazing? But you know what? But by doing that, then I was able to go and say, "This is my experience in the library. This is what it looks like as life just is as it is around me."
1: I have to say, this this girl and I saw her because I was over in a different room than you working, um, but she had a very unique face. First of all, very unique clothes. And the book she was reading was about aliens.
0: Was it really? It sure. Was. See, I missed that. I missed that part of it. Well,
1: my first thought is goodness gracious what what book is <laughs> yeah, so well, good that you can walk but for hours it. reading it I had to know oh, I had she... to know what book was you know causing this deep deep
0: focus I and hope intensity. you remember the title and I hope she didn't check it out because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going we for, need that book. I'm going for a walk tomorrow <laughs> but look this doesn't mean that I'm going to judge something as neutral either because if I'm neutral it means that it's not worth my attention right
1: mm. Interesting. And
0: now I'm distracted by trying to ignore something that's actually there. No, that's not it. When I remove the judgment, in this case of neutral, I now have the chance to see the beauty and the wonder that's present in every moment of life. Mm -hmm. The movement of forms, the sounds of the present day world, as it's moving toward perfected completion. Some of it's noisy. Some of it's ugly. Most of it is beautiful and those sounds those movements are facts that are present in the realm of my articles of faith and in my truths and they're just part of the world that exists around my world of delightful observations you know leonardo da vinci said that experience never misleads and what you are misled by is only your judgment and this misleads you by anticipating results from experience of a kind that is not produced by your experiments.
1: Wow. This is taking us really on a really nice, deep path today. I love this because, you know, it's also causing me to, to realize that when you purpose not to judge and not to allow those thoughts to stick, really the only replacement that can enter in that's positive is, you know, you're, you're picking out things to be grateful for for this person. It could be anything. Just something you appreciate. And I'm finding myself wondering, wow, that just seems like it would have a really, really deep impact on the person, on us, on our energetics, our frequency. I mean, as we know, gratitude is an explosive, powerful part of of kinetic belief.
0: And I love the word picking. You're picking out. Mm. You're picking fruit from the higher (laughs) self to appropriate toward whatever you see. Yes. You pick and you choose and appropriate. Picking the fruit from higher self, higher wisdom, higher consciousness.
1: Well, there has to be something, um, some sort of spiritual higher consciousness connection that's happening when you find yourself appreciating another spirit being.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, somebody, you see someone angry in traffic, and they're blowing the horn at someone else, and maybe there's a little bit of, uh, um, what do you call it, when road rage going on. And it certainly, keep your distance, a bro- a but I'm, I'm grateful that things are working themselves out in the manner that they need to and should work themselves out in this lower state of being. Mm-hmm. And lessons are being learned, and I'm picking fruit from my higher consciousness and wisdom to overlay with the world that I'm having to wade through.
1: have to say when i compare my um you know focal point of spiritual awareness podcast day number one to now it's amazing how awareness exponentially expands on itself because that's what you're giving us today you're giving us yet you're giving us another acre uh, another parcel of awareness expansion and the more awareness we have that translates directly into into this mindfulness that you're talking Mm. about and that's incredibly powerful and really exciting because we carry that those are the things we're carrying with us throughout
0: the day. Well that's what I love about wisdom is that when you hear these things and you actually sense it and you receive it then the revelation knowledge becomes you. Mm. You can't unbecome something you already are. <laughs> and so if you listen to these podcasts and you get what yeah. what Megan and I are talking about revelation knowledge becomes you whether you know it or not you grow you become bigger and you don't have to be told these things again in the future maybe you can't come back and articulate what you know when you're knower. you just know it and you know yeah. it because it's become you and revelation knowledge has changed you wow and the the whole purpose of all this be it a, unless you know the good judgment
1: <laughs> you're circling back thank you and i was like so why
0: <laughs> Why? Well, because the state of non-judgment helps KBs to get off of the uh, hedonic merry-go-round. The what? <laughs> the, the hedonic <laughs> merry-go-round. The pleasure of life. Got it. The, what you've considered to be the best of the best. Hmm. Because there is so much dissatisfaction that comes from the endless quest for more. Wow. Wow. And if the thing is the reason you're happy, if the recliner there fits me like a glove and that is the source of my happiness, then if the thing is why I'm satisfied, I will never have enough. Yeah. And what appears to be enough now will be far less than what it ever could have been. And so... You know, it doesn't matter if it's money. It doesn't matter if it's accomplishments that others are giving you awards for or some titles that give you your identity. The motivation of all of those pursuits come from the judgments that what you now have is good when it comes, but it's not enough once it does come. Wow! You're going to need more money. You're going to want more awards, more notice. More accomplishments to get notif- noticed for. It's never going to be enough.
1: Isn't that funny how that's always the hallmark of something that's fake? Like fake mm, food. Like yeah. when you like a fake processed food, uh, it's delicious, but you're never full. <laughs> I can't great. get enough. That's,
0: that's true. It is true. Chick-fil-A is mighty good, but is it ever enough? <laughs> obviously not.
1: <laughs> obviously. You said obviously. Obviously not. The
0: longest line is on Sundays. Oh, man. <laughs> when they're not open, right?
1: <laughs> right. How many times have we tried to go there on a Sunday?
0: Not probably, a long time. Probably like many long, other long, people. Long, 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 long time.
1: And you know, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I love how uh, kinetic belief and this kinetic life, it it connects you to the true way of living, the way that life is intended to be lived. Because when we come out of society, really any society, you have a... A, a fundamental misunderstanding of what life is even supposed to be. And so even if you achieve all the things that it's supposed to be, that people have told you it's supposed to be, it's empty, It's it has no energy to it, it's fake. And so just having the truth, just being shown that one thing, that this is actually how life is supposed to be lived as an eternal being, having an earthly experience, it connects us to the eternal self mm. instead of the stagnant self that has a... a an expiration date.
0: The stagnant self is anything with an identity. Anything that comes with an identity will stagnate you. Mm. Letting go of those identities, a KB then emerges into the essence of all things being good into the immeasurable delight of where you are now. And if it's not about the stuff, then the stuff will come. If it's not about the money, the money will come. Mm. You see, non-judgment attracts a peaceful place for us to dwell. Actually, negative judgments are the only source of stress about the things that are called bad or whatever might happen in the future. And so it's letting go of all of those judgments, of the belief of this situation, of this person, of this thing as being bad. That's what frees us from the suffering that's caused by labeling anything in this way.
1: What if someone's listening they say, you know, this sounds great and I and I I believe you guys and I'm I'm buying what you're selling. However, how am I going to know how if I don't judge anything? How am I going to be able to make decisions about relationships or people or, you know, different occurrences in life?
0: From your highest viewpoints, and, and and picking that, picking the fruit from the higher wisdom of source of self of of higher consciousness, and making those choices your articles of faith, and then rolling your life out on that carpet, because the inspired vision is required for the focus necessary for guiding those desires out of the universe into manifestations. And once you stop picking that higher fruit, the light goes off and the landing of your higher manifestation, it won't happen. (laughs) It can't find you. And so the only way to cognitively see highest expectations, to hold those into focus, to journal about them as though they are, is to maintain an attitude of non-judgment regarding the world we emerge into every single day. And with every negative judgment that's held in contempt of higher consciousness, that blinds a person. It leaves you blinded from being able to see what's actually out there because you've already defined it. So you're going to run your race encumbered but it's letting go of those judgments. Nobody's worth it. No thing is worth it. We let go of those judgments because that helps us to see things as they actually are. And so before journaling every single day, I begin by practicing mindfulness meditation. And this is just something I do to recognize that, you know what, the mind is there as a tool, that The nature of judgment is a tool that is there to serve me wow. rather, yes. rather than mm-hmm. me subjecting myself in service to my judgments. Mm. And so whatever space it is that I'm occupying, I, I practice allowing things to be. And they are just forms. Girl reading while walking is girl <laughs> reading while walking. That's nice. That's a nice thing. And whatever they are, <laughs> without interference from my interpretation... They simply are. In in, non, in non-judgment meditation, every time that I begin to notice my mind starting to wander, I seize the opportunity just to gently return my attention to the original space of my unbiased awareness. And now I'm ready for my day.
1: And now I'm fine.
0: <clears throat> All is well. No, I'm fine.
1: If she only knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we've learned so much but you know what so i'm headed to the library jungle anything can happen but i'm prepared i may be deep in study but i'll quickly notice when judgments begin to rise up uh, god forbid i should go to barnes and nobles <laughs> but should I? I'll be prepared for that. And But I'm now the witness of whatever may come up in my egoic sense of awareness. I'm prepared to recognize any thoughts that are there mm-hmm. without claiming ownership of them. They're just biased unctions knocking at the door of reasonings. Wow. And when the doorbell rings, I'm just going to move forward with clarity while staying present to the experience at hand as an observer, allowing things to just be. Mm-hmm. This is how the kinetic believer lives to explore, exists to sample, and to develop in the mindfulness of just being open. Open to asking questions of the universe. Not so prideful in my egoic state of being that I know I have all the answers. I'm an old dog, you can't teach me anything. But I'm open for asking for more wisdom from the Creator. You know, Carl Sagan said that we can judge our progress by the courage of our questions mm. and the depth of our answers and our willingness to embrace what is true rather than what just feels good or feels bad. Yes. Look, unless, unless we're practicing non-judgment, we aren't being mindful. But when we are mindful, aware of the ego, of the lower self, wanting to identify with something, reason with it, to condemn it, to attack it, to change it, to manipulate it, to challenge it, whatever, control it, the mindfulness begins to open up an entire new dimension to enjoying life's experiences. Mm. Let's do some highest viewpoints.
1: Just
0: say this aloud. Say, this is my one natural life.
1: This is my one natural
0: life. I will seize the essence of it today.
1: I will seize the essence of it today.
0: I'm not a procrastinator.
1: I'm not a procrastinator.
0: I said I'm not a procrastinator. No, really, I'm not. I'm not.
1: I'm not a procrastinator. I
0: am living in my moment.
1: I am living in my moment.
0: In this moment.
1: In this moment. This is my now. This is my now.
0: I'm manifesting my dreams into my reality.
1: I'm manifesting my dreams into my reality. I'm
0: living more abundantly.
1: I'm living more abundantly.
0: With higher beliefs. With
1: higher beliefs. And
0: trusting in Source. And
1: trusting in Source.
0: To believe all things. To believe
1: all things. To be
0: possible to me. To
1: be possible to me. Right now. Right now.
0: I'm I'm living a prosperous life. I'm living a prosperous life. One that's filled with joy.
1: One that's filled with joy.
0: And happiness. And
1: happiness.
0: Because I'm willing.
1: Because I am willing. To let go. To let go. And let God. And let God.
0: I'm exuding joy.
1: I am exuding joy. And I
0: know you can see it.
1: (laughs) I know you can see it.
0: I'm radiating positivity.
1: (laughs) I'm radiating positivity. Oh yeah, that's me. Oh yeah, that was me.
0: I'm the embodiment of success.
1: (laughs) I'm the embodiment of success. Oh
0: please, don't embarrass me.
1: Oh, please stop
0: <laughs> i'm manifesting my life of greatness <laughs>
1: i am manifesting my life of greatness i
0: am i am and you are and you are therefore therefore i am i am me
1: me wow i have to say i felt um exuberant today i felt like there was an extra ounce of joy uh, injected. I think life is just sweet, isn't it? Isn't that isn't what it, it is? It, yes. it was hard yeah. not to giggle through the entire podcast <laughs> yeah, I because did. I think I, think I, think I we did. Do it. Well, that was probably just a fraction of no. what it could have been, <laughs> but that's, isn't that life though? Isn't that the life of a kinetic believer? Mm. We are, you know, jumping out of our skin to get to our day and to meet new people and to have these new experiences. And, mm. and now we are fully equipped to get every last drop of positivity and joy and, and, happiness out of all of these experiences.
0: And I know we say it a lot, but it's vital that you journal from the highest viewpoint, the life that you expect to manifest because it works. Yes. But you have to work it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And we've created a guided journal just for that. and It is a 100 day guided journal and you can get it by going to stephencanyon.com. And if you can't get it for whatever reason, create one, get out a notebook and begin writing yes. and write down what you expect your life to look like and to appear like, and to be like mind, body, spirit, and soul and do it right now. Don't procrastinate on this one thing and you will, your your best life will manifest. Mm-hmm. And we're sending out right now, Maggie and I, so much light and love to All you KB creatives all around the world.
1: Yes, and thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.